Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. everybody let's get this show started good morning and welcome to the sports beat with richard holders on this thursday morning i am excited about this show we got a great show for you i'm going to recap the 7a state title game between central and thompson thompson wins its third straight title for the state of alabama the atlanta hawks get an impressive victory on the road against the indiana pacers and we had upset in college basketball last night as Georgia takes down the Memphis Tigers. All right, it is championship week. SEC championship is the big game that's happening this weekend. Number one, Georgia taking on number three, Alabama. I've been waiting for this game for a long time. I was hoping to get this game the last two seasons. Georgia is a six and a half point favorite. And the more when I think about this game, I think that On paper, yes, Georgia has the dominant team. That right now, this year, Georgia is the better team. But there's just something about Alabama and just their never-give-up attitude. They're fighting back in the Iron Bowl and winning all these close games. And you have Bryce Young, who's a very talented quarterback. And you have Jamison Williams, who transferred from Ohio State. He's their primary target, their primary weapon. And if Alabama were to beat Georgia, it's going to have to be the magic from Bryce Young. Bryce Young is going to have to make explosive plays, chuck the ball down the field, get those one-on-one matchups, see if Jamison Williams or John Minchie could come down with the football. I don't think Alabama is going to be able to run the football on Georgia's D-line. Georgia has the most ferocious front seven I have ever seen in the history of college football. The other matchup that I'm interested to see is, is Will Anderson going to make plays on the defense for Alabama? Because... When I watched that 2018 SEC championship game, Georgia was able to get to the 50-yard line on their last three possessions. But what did Alabama do? They made a huge defensive play. Quentin Williams got a big loss from Elijah Holyfield. You had players like Savion Smith deflecting the ball from Riley Ridley. You have batted down passes. You have Alabama defensive players stepping up. Can Will Anderson do that? Because right now, I think that the two best defensive players, Jordan Davis for Georgia and Will Anderson for Alabama, Will Anderson is a game wrecker. He could be one of those players that could have a monster game for Alabama, and he is their best defensive player. Now, Georgia has depth all over the defensive side of the ball. Of course, they have Jordan Davis. They have N'Kobe Dean. I know that they have some injuries. They're not going to have Adam Anderson. But if I were to make a prediction about this game, I think Georgia wins. But it's going to be close. All the Georgia-Alabama games that I've seen have been exciting. 
down to the wire. Incredible matchup. Even the game last year, Alabama was head and shoulders above everybody else in college football. They went undefeated. Mac Jones had this incredible season. They had two first-round wide receivers. Alabama had weapons everywhere last year, and I still thought Georgia gave them a game. Georgia had a 24-17 lead. Georgia gave them a game last year. But if you look at Alabama, they had the weapons they had last year. Jalen Waddell, Devonta Smith, they had Najee Harris. They had just an incredible offensive output and a historic season. But Alabama is still Alabama. And I'm actually starting to like this version of Nick Saban. I like that he is letting his players have fun. That he's not taking these close wins seriously he was he went on a rant to talk about how critical the fans can be so I like this Nick Saban yep I cannot wait for that game I actually had a late night last night it was the first game that I called as the public address announcer for Russell County basketball the boys varsity basketball team did get the victory over Beauregard I tell you that was fun I enjoyed going to that new Russell County gymnasium and they will play the Red Devils of Central this Saturday will be a triple header. You have the JV, you have the girls varsity, and you have the boys varsity. And everything will start at 3. And we had a lot of fans that packed the gymnasium. I expect it to be even bigger on Saturday, even though there's another game going on at 4. But that's neither here or there. You know, I was talking to some of the people there. I mean, I'm going to be watching the game on my phone. I'm going to be giving updates during the game for the SEC championship game. But we got business to take care of. It's Russell County's crosstown rival, Central, also out of Phoenix City. Speaking of the Central Red Devils, they were playing in the state title game against Thompson last night. However, they lose to the Thompson Warriors 38-22 in Birmingham, and Thompson wins their third straight 7A state title. Thompson has been the most dominant team all year. They were number one for a long time, and then they lost to Hoover. They had that one loss on their record, but they were able to bounce back and beat Hoover in the playoffs. Central hasn't really been tested up until this point. Thompson just came out and took the 24-0 lead, and they just did not let up. And one thing that was special about Thompson was they had their backup quarterback. Central is still a good program. They're going to be around. Coach Nix is doing a great job. He's got his quarterback, Caleb Nix, Carmelo English, a talented wide receiver. And the Central Red Devils will be back next year. I actually cannot wait to go out to a game. If I'm not calling a game for Russell County, if they're on the road, I would like to see a game at Central. And another local team here in the Chattahoochee Valley, the Smith Station Lady Panthers for the inaugural Girls Flag Football State Championship up in Birmingham as well. They played their hearts out, but they lost to Hewitt Trustville 14-13. I know I do not talk a lot about girls flag football on this show, but it's a real thing, folks. This is the inaugural season for girls flag football. I would be honored to be the PA announcer for Russell County's girls flag football team if they ask me to. Really looking forward to next year. I'm going to try to support girls flag football as much as I can. I wouldn't mind if when my daughters go to high school, I wouldn't mind if they played girls flag football. In fact, they would play for Shaw because many of you know where I live in Columbus my girls would be going to high school at Shaw. So we support the Shaw Raiders. Good luck to the Lady Panthers. And they're going to have just another successful season next year, which I am counting on it. A lot of action last night in college basketball. You know, I was actually announcing some of the scores during the game. And I did not see this coming. 
the Georgia Bulldogs basketball team who came into this contest 2-5, and five, but they were hosting the Memphis Tigers, a very talented basketball team, which I'm a fan of. When I lived in Memphis, I loved watching John Calipari and having that Memphis Tigers team that should have won an NCAA title in 2008. That team with Derrick Rose, Chris Douglas Roberts, but Mario Chalmers with that three to send it to overtime, and Memphis could not close the deal to win that title. They lose to the Georgia Bulldogs 82-79. to Memphis is a very talented team. They're 18th in the country, led by head coach Penny Hardaway. They got a lot of recruits over there. I like the fact that Memphis has turned things around. They had James Wiseman, which was the second pick overall, even though he didn't really play at Memphis. And I know why they scheduled this, because this was one of those deals a couple years ago when they had the number one and number two pick, Anthony Edwards for Georgia and James Wiseman for Memphis. Nobody's talking about that matchup because that was the year that college basketball was completely canceled. I really would have loved to have seen Anthony Edwards in the postseason for Georgia because he's having such a great season with the Minnesota Timberwolves. But the Georgia Bulldogs do get the victory. They are 3-5 and five on the season, and they will take on the Jacksonville Dolphins out of the Atlantic Sun Conference next Tuesday. Oh, looks like I'm calling a game that day as well. So I will probably be making the score updates for that game. We also had the Auburn Tigers beat Central Florida 85-68. to Auburn is ranked 21st in the country. The 23rd-ranked Wisconsin Badgers defeat Georgia Tech 70-66. This is a much closer game than anticipated. This was part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. And the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, who had quite the crowd at McCamish Pavilion as they are taking on a ranked team. Georgia Tech is now 5-2 on the season. And they will take on North Carolina in an ACC matchup this Sunday at 3 o'clock on ESPN2. I remember last year, Georgia Tech actually beat North Carolina. Both teams are 5-2, and two and both teams are unranked. I'm actually looking at Georgia Tech's schedule. They do have some intriguing games to include LSU, who's still undefeated, and USC. That will be in some tournaments that will take place. They will also play Georgia State, which Georgia State has got some bragging rights over Georgia Tech because they've had more success in the NCAA tournament. I remember a couple of years ago with Ron Hunter, he fell out of his chair, and Georgia State was able to win that game against Baylor in the NCAA tournament, and I hyped that game up, I know. I actually said that was one of the greatest moments in Atlanta sports history. I mean, come on, you know I hype up Atlanta sports, kind of like Matt Lanta over there at 680 The Fan. I'm an Atlanta homer. I love Atlanta sports, even though I did not grow up here. I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, but I've adopted Atlanta slash Georgia sports as a secondary team. And I will try to root for Atlanta sports as much as I possibly can. We had some action in the National Basketball Association last night as the Atlanta Hawks get an impressive 114-111 victory over the Indiana Pacers. Trey Young led all scores with 33 points. The Atlanta Hawks are 12-10 on the season, and they have a big game this Friday night on ESPN as they will take on the Philadelphia 76ers, who are at a disappointing 11-11, but they did get Joel Embiid back. Still no Ben Simmons, but I actually love this matchup because this was a great second-round matchup between the Hawks and the 76ers in the playoffs last year, which the Atlanta Hawks got the best of the Sixers and were able 
to win Game 7 thanks to the hot shooting from Kevin Herter. Now, the Hawks are going to be without Bogdan Bogdanovich, but can their depth ride the storm until he gets back? And, of course, DeAndre Hunter is out for two months. The Hawks should be able to get Onyeka Okongru back by the beginning of the year and they should have all their pieces to try to make a playoff run. But I still think that the team to beat in the Eastern Conference is the Brooklyn Nets. Even though I think the Washington Wizards are having a fine season, they're 14-8, and I really think that the Wizards won that trade. They got three key pieces from the Los Angeles Lakers. Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Kyle Kuzma for Russell Westbrook. They did the Lakers a favor by dumping Russell Westbrook on the Lakers roster. And now the Lakers are just in turmoil. They really are. They're in turmoil. One matchup I'm really looking forward to seeing is when the Hawks take on the Minnesota Timberwolves because the local Georgia star, Anthony Edwards, he's starting to become a superstar in this league. And Georgia basketball has really provided some good players in the NBA. Recently, Anthony Edwards and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Now, in the past... Of course, we all know that the greatest Georgia basketball player of all time is Dominique Wilkins. But they've had some talented players like Vern Fleming. He was a talented point guard that played for the Indiana Pacers. Jumaine Jones was a big part of that 76ers team that reached the NBA Finals in 2001. I mean, they've had some great players. And I think that Georgia has been little brother to Georgia Tech when it came to basketball because Georgia Tech's success, being nicknamed Point Guard U and then having all those NCAA tournament runs in the 1980s and 90s with head coach Bobby Crimmins. It's hard to believe, but when you think of the player John Sally, do you think of Georgia Tech basketball? Is he a staple in Georgia sports? Because when I think of John Sally, I think of the Knicks, I think of New York, I think of the actor that was on Bad Boys. I think of the sports personality. And he also promotes my show. I love John Sally. But yeah, he played for Georgia Tech. And when I think of Georgia Tech, I also think of uh, Starberry. Stephon Marbury. I I love Stephon Marbury. And the one thing about Georgia Tech, though, and I could really go on and on, that 2004 Georgia Tech team was so special, reaching the NCAA championship game against UConn. I know UConn was just the better team that year with Emeka Okafor and Ben Gordon. But Will Bynum, Jarrett Jack, they had such a special team. And that's why head coach Paul Hewitt got that extension because Georgia Tech making it to the championship game in 2004 was another big moment in the state of Georgia. And I would like to see more of those big moments. But we are at a standstill in Major League Baseball because we will have a work stoppage for the first time since 1990, which means I will not be able to get to talk about baseball in the winter meetings for the month of December. I hope they get a deal done because I don't want to see baseball get delayed. I want to see the Braves have their home opener against the Cincinnati Reds where they reveal the banner and they give their players the championship rings. Hopefully they're giving a championship ring to Freddie Freeman. they got to sign Freddie Freeman when they get a deal going When they can have talks again, Freddie Freeman needs to be the priority and to sign him. I heard some rumors that really made me want to throw up. I heard before this work stoppage happened that the Dodgers were interested in offering Freddie Freeman. And the Yankees were interested in giving him a lucrative contract. That is crazy. You cannot let Freddie Freeman go to the Dodgers. Or you cannot let Freddie Freeman go to the Yankees or the Red Sox. Freddie Freeman has got to stay in Atlanta. they got to do whatever it takes to sign him. And I mean it. 
I've been talking to some passionate Braves fans. They will be sick to their stomach if Freddie Freeman is not in a Braves uniform in 2022. And that's my rant for the day. I'm telling you, I love doing these shows five days a week because I can actually talk about these rants. Columbus State's got a big game this Friday. I want to try to go to that game. Tuskegee University. Columbus State is 5-1 and one on the season. I really do appreciate play-by-play comment. I really do appreciate play-by-play announcer Scotty Miller for posting on Twitter and letting the community in Columbus know that we have an exciting basketball team. They will play their games at the Lumpkin Center. And as always, you can listen to the game on 88.3 or Cougar Sports TV. I want to try to get Scotty Miller on this show. I really want to talk about Columbus State Cougars basketball. I've already reached out to Coach Moore. I am very interested in trying to get one of the players, Hunter Preston, Coach Moore, Scotty Miller, one of you guys, if you can get on my podcast, we can talk Columbus State Cougars all day because I feel they're going to make a run in the Peach Belt Conference The last time that they had a full season, because I don't count last year because it was COVID, you didn't have fans, and they didn't even play most of their games. But two years ago, they reached the Peach Belt Final, and they lost. But Columbus State had a very successful season, and they will take on Tuskegee University this Friday. And then they will have another game. On Saturday at the Lumpkin Center, this game will be at 2 p.m., they will take on Miles College. That game's at 2 p.m., I might swing by the Lumpkin Center before I call my game against Russell County versus Central because I just want to check out everything. Last time I was actually at a game at the Lumpkin Center, I was talking to some of the students. I was trying to build my podcast up. I was talking to one student that was a broadcasting major over there that was interested in having a show that talks about Columbus State basketball. Then the pandemic happened. I was trying to build my audience around Columbus State. I really had a desire to watch this team, and they were exciting. And Coach Moore has done a great job with Columbus State. And the Lady Cougars as well. Coach Hauser has done a great job with the Lady Cougars. They're 5-2 and two on the season as well. I would like to support the Lady Cougars as much as I can. They had some impressive victories as well. Yes, Columbus State was really the main focus of this podcast. Then the pandemic happened, and the show really took a free fall. I lost majority of my listeners. And it's okay, because I'm trying to build this back up. This is not just a local podcast. This is also a national podcast, because I want to reach out to the audience at Fort Benning that has that national appeal, because you have people from all over the country. So good luck to the Columbus State Cougars this season. And we are 28 days away from the home opener for the Columbus Rapids taking on the Fayetteville Fury. And that will be December the 30th. I don't know if there's going to be a radio broadcast. Let's go out to the Civic Center and support the Columbus Rapids, the men and women's team. I know that they were in the community and they were having a meet and greet at a local a sports bar and grill, but I would like to support the local team here in Columbus. Can you believe we now have four professional sports teams in Columbus? You have the Columbus River Dragons, you have the Columbus Lions, the Columbus Chattahoots, and now the Columbus Rapids. It's a great time to be in Columbus. And speaking of the River Dragons, their next game will be tonight 
at the Mississippi Coast Coliseum as they will take on the Port Huron Prowlers. They will take them on for a three-game series, and then they will be back home on December the 10th as they will take on the Binghamton Black Bears. So come out to the Civic Center and watch the Columbus River Dragons. All right, so we do have an NFL game tonight. It is Thursday night football, the Dallas Cowboys, who have lost three of the last four. They will take on the New Orleans Saints, who are also reeling as of late. They are five and six on the season. I don't think Trevor Simeon is the right guy at quarterback. I mean, looking at these losses, they have lost four straight games, and the New Orleans Saints are on the outskirts of the playoffs. This is a very important game for both teams. I know the Cowboys have a two-game lead over the Philadelphia Eagles, but if you are a Falcons fan, you got to love this, that the Saints have lost four straight. Dallas is favored by four and a half. It was very unlikely for them to lose to the Raiders. I know they didn't have all their weapons, but looking at the injury report, Ava Kamara is questionable for the Saints. If he doesn't go, that's your ballgame. I don't think that the Saints have enough to beat the Cowboys. But Amari Cooper is questionable. I'm not sure if he is going to play. But the Dallas Cowboys just need to give the ball to Tony Pollard. They need to let him be the featured back. I know Ezekiel Elliott's making all that money because Tony Pollard is the better running back. He gets more yards per carry. The way the NFL is going right now, and I will talk about the matchups, and I will make my picks. I will talk about the matchups on tomorrow's show as uh, high school football is winding down. We still have two matchups in high school football here in the Chattahoochee Valley. We have Carver taking on Cedartown, and you also have Callaway taking on Thomasville, and that's it. Normally on Fridays I do my high school show, I normally do my college football show. All we have is championships, and then we have the National Football League. So stay tuned for that. I will get into the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. I still can't believe the Buccaneers are favored by 11 points. That's a lot of points to give to a team at home. I think that's telling you that the Falcons are not a very good team at 5-6, and six, even though they have a shot at making the playoffs. They're really tied with the Washington football team. But the Washington football team has the tiebreaker because they beat the Falcons. We shall see what happens. I'm looking at the injury report. Not a whole lot of players on the injury report. It looks like that the Buccaneers will not have Antonio Brown. But we all know that the Falcons will not have Calvin Ridley as well. So I do see a matchup problem. But the Falcons don't have a number one wide receiver. The weakness on the Buccaneers is their corners. Well, that's all the time I have on the show. I do want to thank all my listeners that downloaded my podcast. And don't forget to like, subscribe to my Facebook channel. And I am out of here. I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everybody. You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdry. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.